Hi, my name is Allie Williams, and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored, built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world. But that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're going to discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to Life Right Up Your Alley. Hello, and welcome back to the Right Up Your Alley podcast. You guys, we have Rachel, Rachel Calhoun here, who is (laughs) the founder of Windblown Jewelry in the Raleigh area. And you're actually in Wake Forest, but if if you don't know Wake Forest, Mm -hmm. Raleigh Mm -hmm. area, and you guys, she's amazing. We actually, like, I was talking to her about Bloom Conference stuff, and then she was like, you know, would you be interested in having me on your podcast? I was like, absolutely. Yeah. So this has been so serendipitous. I am so excited to have you and you. welcome to the show. Ah, it's wonderful to be here, Allie. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Of course, you guys, we just talked for like 27 minutes before. <laughs> and I was like, we need to record because we're losing yes. all the golden nuggets. Um, yes. So we're going to be just talking about really the nitty gritty and behind the scenes of building a product-based business. And, you know, she has a jewelry business with multiple lines, you know, you do collaboration. So she really knows the ins and outs of what it takes to, you know, physically get something to someone, design something. There's so many pieces and parts to owning a Mm -hmm. product-based business. So we're going to really get into that. But before we go there, let's just talk about you, Rachel. So like, who is Rachel you know, who's the woman behind the business? Yes. Okay. The woman behind the business. She is not that wonderful. <laughs> it's just Rachel Calhoun. <laughs> He's humble. No, That's really, who she is. No, no. I guess it, I'm just kind of like an ordinary person making it through. And I think what's really cool is I feel like this has been a dream ever since I was a little girl. Like when I was, you know, like 10 years old, I would sell pictures. And then my sister taught me how to make jewelry and I would sell jewelry and scarves. And like, looking back, I'm like, that is so cool because I am doing what I was like always in me. And it's just been tiny step after tiny step. But anyways, let's see. I live in Wake Forest, North Carolina. Yes. I run windblown jewelry where I design all of the jewelry and then we make it in-house like every single part, um, from raw scrap, metal, wire, sheet metal, all of that. I'm married to my husband, William. We've been married seven years and um, he is a high school pastor at our church. And then we have two kids, a little girl and a little boy, three and 
let's say 17 months and then I'm going to have another baby in November. (laughs) We were talking about this. She was like, when is this airing? You know, should I, should I say anything? And I was like, you want to do your pregnancy (laughs) announcement on this podcast? Be my guest. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. And I think, you know, I get to talk to so many women through this platform, being able to consult, coach everything. And Mm. So often we have no idea how magic we are. We have no idea, you know, what God's doing through us. So you really yeah. just modeled that in that, yes, we're mm-hmm. all just ordinary people behind our businesses. Yeah. And you are, you know, really walking some big leaps of faith and mm-hmm. doing some ambitious things, employing people, you know, yeah. blown has exploded. So I, I want to hype you up a little, and not as well, but you guys, she's built a really incredible business and like, it has been so cool to just like hear the story behind it. So we're going to get into that. Let's talk yeah. about Windblown. What yeah. was the vision? I loved going through everything. And I have to tell you guys, I was in Raleigh and just ran into some friends and we were just talking about different businesses in the area. And I was saying, you know, I think Rachel's going to come on the podcast. And they were like, oh my gosh, we love Rachel. We love oh. So, you know, you, you have created something that mm-hmm. people really love. So yeah. like, what is the why yeah. behind it? And, and behind you wanting to encourage with it? Because I think that's the big yes. thing too. Yes. Okay. So I would say that, uh, yeah. So Windblown, let's just start with the jewelry. Um, and what I think is so cool, this maybe goes back into a little bit of the history. Just creating has always been something that has just given so much life and energy. So I would, starting when I was in middle school, I think it was actually my sister who you all should get to know too. She's also a wonderful entrepreneur and owns a hair care company, all of this. But anyway, she gave me some beads and stuff and taught me how to make jewelry because she was making her bridesmaids uh, earrings, like these little crystal earrings. (laughs) So she's seven years older than me. So I was in middle school and I just took off with that. I was like, this is so cool. I started making jewelry. Then I really wanted to learn how to like actually manipulate the metals, all of this. So I took courses in metal smithing and I remember just one day in the studio, just sitting there soldering, which is just, you know, connecting the metals with heat and it's so fun and you feel so accomplished. And I was just sitting there and I could go for hours and I, I just had this like conversation with the Lord and it was really like a one way, just me asking like, God, like why this, why is it that I feel so alive, like making jewelry? (laughs) And I felt kind of frustrated with that a little bit. Like, aren't there bigger, better things in the world that I could be, you know, gifted in or like just have this desire for, but I feel so alive and it just feels right doing this. And I didn't really get an answer that day, but if you fast forward into even now and just everything he's allowed for our business in the past couple of years, I can see that he has answered that question. And the answer is like, I am so big as God and I am so wonderful and I am so creative that I can take something that is as simply meaningless as jewelry and metal. And I can make that have so much meaning and I can like bring more worth from that. And the connections that I I can make because of it 
are awesome. And so that just kind of put me more in awe of him. Like God is so good that something even this simple, um, he can use for his purposes. And so that's what we do. So we make jewelry. Our jewelry is all, um, we keep a super minimal line. It's all gold filled or super heavy gold plated. And our customers just like rave that they literally never take it off. And I will stand behind that. You can wear it all the time. It's not going to like, you know, do that brown green thing to your fingers. Uh, it's wonderful quality, but behind that even more, we use that to connect with women and encourage women. And that's just, that's just our real goal because life is hard and women carry so much. And one of our values is we just want to be approachable and encouraging. And so um, one way we do that is through naming our pieces. So each piece has a name. Like for instance, one of our best-selling rings is the worthy ring. And so on the back of the card that they come on, there is a definition for um, each one of those concepts. And so it makes it really wonderful for gifting and like super meaningful, but also, you know, women buying for themselves that we can sit there and say like, Hey, you are worthy. And I hope that you remember that every single day that you're wearing this piece. So that's a little bit about the jewelry and yeah, what we try and do. We also are pretty active on social media and just love to interact with people who support us there and letting them into our business and our lives in a way that is just kind of just silly and like, look at us. We don't know what we're doing. We're just over here doing this. And um, I think that can be encouraging as well. Letting people kind of see the, the not so glamorous part as well. And feeling like they can get to know us and realize, oh, they're just like me. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Yes. I love that. I have two things to say to that too. Yeah. If it's, you know, it's something that might have like, you know, cue to ping in anyone's mind. I did that same dance too, when I was starting a business uh, and asked, you know, the same thing, like, God, why jewelry? Right. For me, it was, Mm -hmm. I was actually, I started entrepreneurship and like the first thing I was ever paid for was making cakes and cakes. And I was, you know, I learned at a bakery and I just wanted, I knew that I was going to, like, I wanted to do something so big. And so this like meaningless you know, little, like, it's like a cake. I'm making cakes. What God, what? And why all these weird talents that like, you know, um, and I just Mm. discounted all of that creativity and, you know, I chased bigger things and I, I went to San Francisco and I know that, you know, I didn't surprise God by doing any of it, but now seven years later, I can't, I, and I don't regret anything at all, but I always look back and think like, what if I had let myself be used as I was? Right. Like mm. what, what could God have done if I just yeah. let, you know, making cakes be enough because like, no matter what your medium is, it yes. is so usable by God. Right. And it, yes. it is like so incredible what a piece of jewelry or a, a wedding cake or, you know, mm-hmm. anything like that, a digital product, like they can do a lot for people. Mm. And what you were saying too, the second part is, you know, letting something little have meaning um, is the best way to bless someone. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Like, I think it's the little things and, and by encouraging someone through a necklace, which someone already knew they wanted or a ring yeah. or earrings or something like that, it's the sweetness of life. You know, it's, it's like giving yeah. meaning to so many things when life as an adult and a mom, yeah. I'm not even a mom, <laughs> you know, can be pretty just 
like I'm here, I'm doing my best. Like where, where is the meaning? Right. So anyway, I, yeah. I love that you were saying those things. And I think a lot of people can identify with that. Um, yes. so from there, like in building this business, what has become like really beautiful to you, especially too, in knowing mm. that, you know, like, ugh, God, jewelry. And now you, it's so obvious. <laughs> what would you say in the business building is the most beautiful? Yeah. Oh, I think something that is so beautiful about building a business and probably my favorite part about it is just the freedom that you have uh, to make it exactly what you want. And you don't have to go by anybody's rule books. You know, I mean, I think that's why we try and like, I feel like we're a little unconventional in even the things we share on social media or just who we are um, because we, we get to decide, you know what I mean? I get to make those calls. Um, I get to make the calls of what do we do for our customers? How do we treat our employees? Where do we spend our money once we get that? Which I think is also so wonderful and empowering. Um, and really takes away a lot of the like stigma of like trying to make a lot of money because I'm like, you know what? I can funnel this money in really amazing ways. <laughs> Once I get it, <laughs> I can give it away. I can do these things that I really think are going to make a big impact in, um, in difference in the world. And I think that's wonderful and powerful. So I think just the, the freedom and creativity to do what you want and really just in creating a company that there's no, there's no limit to what you can do. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I, one thing that I love about how women build businesses and when this episode airs, you know, Bloom Society is going to be live, which is, um, you know, our new brand where everything education and conference wise is going to be living. Our three pillars under that are, you know, purpose, profit, and philanthropy. And Mm. I have just seen into thousands of women's businesses now and that ache that we have to like, you know, have, you know, that operation and purpose. And then like us in that interesting struggle that some of us can experience of like, oh, I'm making profit. Uh, is this allowed? Right. And then understanding, right. like, wow, if more women with hearts like yours and, you know, everyone who's listening had that revenue and that profit and could steward it accordingly yes. like the world can you imagine the ball no yes. Yes. <laughs> it, it, that sounds like a world I want to be in and and I mean it is you know so much more now than it was 50 years ago like women in the marketplace with hearts like yours do change life for people right do have influence and so I love that you hit on that too so like where do you find inspiration <gasps> oh that's good. So this is funny. Um, I get my best ideas when I am driving around, when I am doing nothing, like any time that I have, I mean, if I go into the office and I say office, we office out of the back of a coffee shop locally, we call it the dungeon. There are no windows. (laughs) It is not glamorous. Um, but we're really proud. I'm so proud that we have a space that we, you know, work and all of that. Anyways, if I go into the office, not only because of no windows and I sit down and I'm like, I need ideas. I need it. No, it is not going to come to me. Just as I am living life, I, my mind is 
always going. And it's so funny that a lot of the time that I'm quote, not working that I'm trying to like, you know, shut off or when the best ideas come to me. And, and what's so interesting is I really, I started the business mainly focusing on the jewelry and I was the main, the one really who made it all, designed it all, every part. And now what I've really shifted into and love even more and realize it's also so creative is building a business, doing the branding, all of these things. And so now I would say my mind is actually geared more towards those sorts of things. Like, um, we have a membership program that we just launched this year where, um, women can join. I think it's an amazing deal. It's a hundred dollars a year. You get a free, almost $50 pair of earrings. Yeah. And then you get a 20% off discount all the time. And there's tons of more perks anyway. But I'm like, these are my people that I'm like, how do we bless our members? And so I just love like brainstorming, like, oh my gosh, what can we send them? How can we just like wow them? You know, how do we connect with them? Like, I want to get little pictures of all of them and hang them in the office (laughs) just so we can see them, be thankful for them, whatever. But um, yeah, just when I'm doing the menial tasks, honestly, like, I don't know. I love, this is so weird. I love raking leaves, our yard. (laughs) Really? like, yes, because it's just something for me to do. And my mind just gets to be free. And I feel like productive while I'm doing it. And our backyard is humongous and basically a forest and has had like leaf build up for years. So my husband laughed at me because we should definitely like use a blower, do something else, but tasks like that, <laughs> when I'm just doing little menial tasks, my mind just goes wild. So That's yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, I found the same thing for me. It's like, working out when I can, you know, once I'm like able yes. to work out and I'm not thinking like, wow, I don't want to do this. Or like, it's <laughs> like, it's a very sweet in the middle part. Um, right. like, like the driving around or the grocery store, like that, it is yeah. that it, you can't force inspiration. I've definitely learned that in business. Um, and yeah. it's at funny times and it's always so good, but it's good it to does. know those practices. Cause then you can go do them. Right. You're like, Oh, I absolutely. You know? Yes, I know. And I actually used to feel bad. I'm my, so I have like a right-hand woman. She's actually my best friend too. Her name's Ella. And we have to have this conversation about once a year and it's hilarious. And I actually just recently wrote on a piece of paper, just scribbled it out. Rachel, the things that you feel like are frou-frou are like useful and good for the business. Go do them and don't apologize. And so I hung that up in front of my desk and what I, it was so funny that I always tell myself like all these things that I love to do for the business or I feel like give me life or sometimes I do just feel like I need to just go take a walk around the block or I need to just go like run an errand, but it's in the middle of the work day. And I used to feel guilty about those things, but now I'm really remembering and realizing like, no, 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 that's an important part, right? Like, cause I have to keep bringing the vision and all of this. And for some reason, all of the things that I find so much life in, sometimes I resist doing because I'm like, oh, well, this is so fun. It can't be work. It can't be what I have to do. It's not the most important thing. And then I leave it and, and it's like, I'm leaving some of the most important things. So yep, that's, that's just a random tidbit, but it's oh. important. Yeah, I completely agree. No. And I identify with that too. And I think it's that, that ebb and flow of, you know, mastering the, the doing and the being. Um, and, and I think the more we do that, you know, the more we can 
pour into business. And then the more we grow businesses, the businesses have a mind of their own. They have an idea of their own, you know, (laughs) so it's fun being the leader and learning how to do that. And then, you know, you create space for your team to do that, for your business to do that. Um, So I love that. Um, How has scaling this product-based business been for you? And I want to preface this for everyone who's Mm -hmm. listening. I have had a technology business. I have had an agency, which is all digital pretty much other than like in-person activations. And then, you know, I coach and have conferences, retreats and everything. So that's very digital or in-person interactions. Having a product-based business humbled me to like no end last year when I launched Daily Direction. And we still have Daily Direction and we love it so much. It's a paper product that you're able to use um, and, you know, takes you through 90 day execution of goals. But, you know, things getting lost in shipping, like paying upfront for like massive amounts of product, like getting things designed. There are so many details, packaging Mm. that I had no idea when I was in it, in my baby business, because Daily Direction is still growing. Holy crap, you guys. I started to (laughs) respect product-based business owners more than mm. anyone else. And so with that, and I respect all business owners, <laughs> but like right. a lot, you have yes. skin in the game. You have, you know, a lot of things to move and design and groove and package mm-hmm. and ship and things get lost. Like there are just a lot of things happening for you. So mm-hmm. like, how has that been? <laughs> yeah. So the, the, easy answer is very hard. (laughs) It is very hard. Um, I have so many thoughts on this. Um, when I, okay. When I was like growing my business, uh, and it was just me and I went to my brother, my older brother, who he's also an entrepreneur and he's so kind and generous. And he like had me up for a weekend and was like, we're going to kind of just like spend some time on your business. And I remember him being like, okay, you need to structure it right now as if your hands were like cut off and you could not make the jewelry. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you need to get like three girls in there, make this jewelry. And at this point I was like, you are nuts. Like I, I can make all of the jewelry. I, we don't have that much, you know, like, but as we have grown and he's also the one who told me I have way too many products and I'm so thankful for that advice because I think people just try and throw so many things out there. And that is probably if I could give a product-based business, any advice, it would be that to condense whatever you have. Um, because that is so much work, so much inventory you are just adding on anyways. (laughs) So, um, I probably at the time would just, you know, make one off pieces and this and that. And I thought, Oh, I just need to see what people like, but it's not true. You make what you love and you really resonate with. And then people be that and they are drawn to it. And if they're not, then they are not your people. And it would be much better to just have that smaller group of super dedicated to your brand, to, you know, the jewelry I make then, Oh, but maybe I can catch this person with this too. So anyway, so, um, he told me to plan like that. I did not really, <laughs> we, we grew slower, but I think that is a smart idea. If you are starting a product-based business is thinking through, and I know a lot of women, you know, even if you might just be starting out and be like, well, I'm pretty good at this, or I love making X, Y, Z. Um, you kind of think of it as, well, I can do this, you know, like, and I'm the one and it doesn't take me that long or whatever. But I think if you start with the end in mind and it might feel like really far away, 
Um, it's going to come faster than you know. I think that's going to be very helpful. I think, yes, focusing on like smaller amounts is going to be very, I mean, so helpful because you just don't even know. Even now when we launch a line and we generally have 12 to 15 pieces in a line and we will like take out other old products and kind of like add new and whatever, even now with that little of an amount, we still have the ones that just shine and then other products that don't do so well. So paying attention to that, but we, yeah, so we actually still manufacture everything in house. We have one main production girl and, um, I honestly still hop on sometimes random little things or tasks. I'm really trying to keep my hands, you know, off of that. And then during the holidays, we hire extra help, which are honestly our friends. And that has worked for us up until this point. But there have been many times where we have had to just stop sales because we cannot produce any more jewelry and we are pushing as hard as we can. So it it, it is, it really is a lot. And you're so right thinking through how it's packaged, how it's labeled, how you ship it, how you keep it from breaking returns. You know, I mean, there are so many things and I guess that's why now I have a small team and they're amazing because they each own their zone and I don't have to necessarily worry about it. But I would say it is very hard, but it's not something that, you know, you just just like I did in the beginning right now, I'm just taking it step by step. And just recently we realized, I think we're really spending too much of our time scheduling, troubleshooting all of this. And so manufacturing our jewelry is something that we're looking into because what we've realized is our um, customers and the ladies who support us care more so about the fact that it's um, long lasting. They can wear it with everything and like us, the people behind the brand, then they do even that it's handmade. So we're, we're looking to shift that. And, um, the idea, I know there are other problems that come, you know, it's not going to be a solution if we get things manufactured and um, there will still be problems there, but it does feel exciting to be like, Oh my gosh, I could put in an order for this amount. And then they come, you know, we design it yes. and then we, have it. So, oh, the other hard thing is, I would say the hardest thing is forecasting. How much do you need to make? And then, but that's where you can be really creative. Like for instance, we're going to have a warehouse sale coming up of, we are going to have probably one or two overstock um, products that were overstocked that will be discounted, even though they're totally fine. And then yeah, any sort of thing, kind of like our, our leftovers or um, retired products that we still have parts for, we'll put them back together and then people get excited about that. So just being creative about if you do have those things where, you know, you ordered too many supplies or what if something didn't go as you planned, well, how do you make that work? You know, which is uh, a fun, fun um, way to look at it. I love that. And I think like three really everything you just said was so great, but three things I want to point out and reiterate to everyone listening are one, like you have figured out all of the mechanics of your business and found the best people to operate them so that 
Yeah. You have space to be the visionary and the CEO, which is so productive for the business. Even if it doesn't feel productive, <laughs> it is. Right? right. It feels fun. Yes, absolutely. And it's okay if it feels fun. I think that is one that like, hey, it's okay if yeah. it isn't misery. Okay. You know, <laughs> cool, I have to learn that. And then <laughs> right. the second, like figuring out how to forecast is so confusing and hard. So that really is figuring yeah. out you know, what using data from the past to try and plan what the future will be. And mm-hmm. it's a bet, it's a gamble. And so in that, like, it's a gamble worth taking though, because yeah. it teaches you so much, right? Even if you're yeah. right or you're wrong, I don't know anyone who has perfectly forecast anything. I sure haven't. No. But taking a stab at it at least means you're in motion. And then that yeah. third thing was like figuring out, uh, this is probably the most profound anything anyone can take whether you're product-based or not is like talking to your customer and figuring out what yeah. actually matters to your ideal customer. You just yes. say, Hey, they actually don't care if this is handmade. I'm like, shoot. Oh. If, if every yeah. product-based business owner in like this sector pulled their, pulled their audience, I bet yeah. most people would get the same data, but people are so stuck on that. But like, oh. listen to yeah. them that was something that I had in, I think it was just pride in me that because I also just having a jewelry company, when I kind of see people who are like, Oh, I bought this charm and I bought this chain and I connected them with the jump ring. I'm like, come on girl, you can do it. You know, like uh, whatever, or if they, you know, are calling that handmade and guess what? That's fine. Do whatever you want. I had this pride of if we're going to make this, we're going to do it from start to finish. And what I'm realizing is that has been holding us back and, um, I no longer want to hold us back. So yeah, we did, we did a poll and we actually did a little short giveaway and we had people rank, what are your, like, what's your most favorite thing about windblown and then something else you love. And the, the results confirmed what we had thought. And so that really gave a lot of freedom and into, okay, now we can look at more so manufacturing, but Yes, it is. It is kind of wild. I think it's very powerful. Relationships are built on conversation and connection. And so even having a stage for your ideal client and past, you know, um, buyers to express what matters to them is, is so smart and something that I would encourage everyone to integrate into your business because it's, yeah. you know, it's their feedback that will direct the steps of the business and thank God, cause they're buying it. Right. Yes, um, yes. So I love, love, love that. So yes. if you could give, Oh, what were you going to say? Okay. Well, I have one story about how like a, an oops really worked in our favor. And so here we go. So we did this collaboration. We did a cause box, like, I don't know. It's a subscription thing, you know, whatever. So I was actually out on maternity leave. So Ella, my right hand girl, she coordinated all of it. We did a big push. It was kind of in our slower season. Well, anyways, we ended up just because of the way the deal worked out, having about 500 pairs of this certain earring left over, which is a lot, right? So 500 pairs, but we, we contacted one of our friends who we had collaborated with in the past and actually done these earrings with. And we were like, okay, we have these earrings would you be interested in kind of bringing them back for a little, you know, seeing if we can sell through some of those. She sent out a message to her email list and we sold all 500 pairs in a single day, (laughs) which was so much more money than we would have made on even the cause box. So 
we just had to be creative and be like, I know that's probably, that's our best day of sales ever other than, you know, like real sale times. But it's, it's just that creative mind of, okay, this didn't work, but we're, we're going to figure something out. And sometimes it doesn't work. You know, we have lots of times when it doesn't, but yeah, just got to be creative with it. So true. And just open to the feedback too. Cause I think one thing I see is people, and I see this a lot with Malibu media and marketing. It's like, Oh, so we'll do this solution and that's going to hit our goal. And it's like, no, not at all. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like I'm like the worst saleswoman ever in marketing. Cause I'm like, no, no, you, you paid us to get there 100%, but like, we need right. to be very flexible about how we arrive. You're going to arrive right. 100%. Right. We'll get you flexible there. with the execution, honey. We will stay in integrity and let's see what uh-huh. we're doing. Every consumer is different. Every business's ideal client is, is so different. Um, yes. and you have to really get to know them. And so that's amazing information for you moving forward. Um, and such a cool way for, you know, like a wink from heaven, God being like, Hey, that was, yes. nice. you know, it's so true. It's, we have seen that, like, for instance, I was telling you earlier, our last holiday season was not nearly as successful as I thought it was going to be. And, um, one thing that I shared is it, it was disappointing in a way, in another way, it actually was a big blessing because I felt like it took a lot of the pressure off because I was, I was like, Oh, look, I, I'm still Rachel. Like my worth is not, you know, our business had kept hitting these goals and like being really successful. And then we, all of a sudden we didn't and the world didn't end and everything was still fine. And I was like, Oh, I still have joy, you know? So in a way it was a, a big blessing, but because we had prepped so much product in that time and didn't sell through it, it was a blessing. We we just shifted our mindset and said, wait a second, this is amazing because our business grew really quickly and we didn't have time to build a lot of systems that we're lacking on. So right now, let's take time to find a wonderful production person that we really trust. Let's take time to build some of the systems. And in that, in that time, we didn't have to focus on producing the jewelry. So I really do think that if we trust God with it, you know, you never know what is what he's doing and having that faith of like, okay, Lord, I know you're in control. And yes, it doesn't work out every time, but he has a way of really coming through. He really does. He really does. I couldn't agree with that more. And I feel like business has taught me that it and strengthened my faith in so many ways. Yes. Um, so I, I really, you get tangible proof and you're like, okay, I might as well trust he's done it before. He'll do it again. You yes. know? Um, that is so great. So, okay. If you could give advice to yourself when you started, what would it be? Hmm. Oh my goodness. I think I would say, yeah, continue just, continue trusting the Lord and don't ever think too much of yourself. Like I think as big as windblown could ever get in like a wonderful way, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, because what that like feeling that, because what that does is it takes the pressure off and it allows you to just keep having fun with it and keep trusting the Lord and, um, yeah, shifting and pivoting if need be. And once it starts feeling scary and it, I don't know, when things start feeling big, they kind of start feeling scary. There's more pressure, but just remembering that like, that's the same God who carried you through when 
you know, you were thrilled if you had three sales a week, you know? And yeah, I think just like always keep looking to the Lord, asking him for the solutions every day and don't take yourself too seriously and continue to have fun with it. Like he's blessed you with that. So what a gift. Don't, don't reject that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is so good. And I think that anyone hearing that could identify with that, even, Mm. you know, even if they haven't started or they're very seasoned in business or anything in between. I love that advice. And I am so thankful that you came on. Thank you so much for sharing wisdom. Man, this was so wonderful. Let's do it again every week. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I would love that. (laughs) I appreciate you so much. Of course. Are you kidding? Of course. And I was about to like plug you big. So here we go. Guys, go check out Windblown below. So we're going to have in the show notes, you know, a link directly to her business, to, you know, their Instagram, all the places that you can find what Lauren has created. And I just encourage you um, to really like, soak in all of this wisdom and joy and know no matter what kind of business you've created, so much of this can be applied. So Rachel, thank you for sharing your wisdom. And it was such a pleasure to have you. Yes. Oh, this is wonderful, Allie. 